Hey, thanks for tuning in. We are back with part two of Be Less Petty about relationships, sex, specifically <laughs> with Karen Washington. Thanks for tuning in. Do you ever touch yourself? Uh, I do masturbate. But do you masturbate manually or only with a toy? I've tried to do manually. Uh, mm-hmm. It's just I'm I'm unable to find the spot is like with a toy. With a toy, I know exactly where I'm going. I know I can get it quick. Mm-hmm. But with like myself, mm-hmm. it's, I'm never able to find the spot that I enjoy. But do you find spots that still feel good, even if it's not that spot that's going to get you to climax? Yeah, I do. And sometimes I'll just do that for a while. And okay. then I'll get, get so exhausted t- with it because it's like... How long have I been doing this? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> if nothing's happening, let me. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And I mean, there's a whole book called Becoming Orgasmic that actually walks in orgasmic women through exploring themselves, hopefully to the point that eventually they do feel orgasmic. There's also a website with manual masturbation tutorials to reach climax for the first time called OMG Yes. And so I've read Becoming Orgasmic. I think it has a lot of great tenants in it where even if you don't necessarily orgasm by your hand, by yourself, um, it's still really good just to get to know your body and what feels good to you because then you can start telling him, I do like to be touched here. Now, what I will say um, is that he's the first man to ever make me have an orgasm via penetration. That's awesome. Like, I had never experienced that before, and that happened, and I was like, oh, shit, this is this is dope, you know? Yeah. But it just takes a long, it's, it's like a 40-minute ordeal. It takes it a, a long, long time. It is a long time. But, okay. But, and he has to stay in a certain position, and I can mm-hmm. tell, like, like halfway through the exhaustion, I can feel mm-hmm. it, and I'm like, oh, shit, I need to do something. <laughs> I, need to, I need to fix this because he's wearing down. <laughs> Getting older. <laughs> you know you're one of only 12% of women that can do that. Yeah, I know. I've, I I actually have a whole joke about it because then we think something's so wrong. So there's a lot of liars body. in your audience now. Yes, there are liars. And I have people, I have women clap. Yeah. And only like four or five women clap, sometimes in an audience of like 200. Because right. it's a real thing. It is a real thing. Well, now here's the thing that you have to contextualize that one piece with. A woman can... Only about 12% of the female population, female-born bodied population, will climax from penetration alone. That's not to say that women haven't figured out how to climax from penetration by getting friction on their clitoris without necessarily assisting it so that they can still achieve climax and make it look hands-free. Just saying. Low-key, that might be what happened. Like, because it has to be rubbed a certain, like, we have to Mm -hmm. be in a certain position. Mm -hmm. His leg has to be in a certain, so Mm -hmm. that might actually, so yeah, just straight up, like, yeah, like I don't it, know. I don't like know just hitting from the back and penetration, or like him on top, just penetration. Like most women aren't gonna come from that. A woman on top though really means your clit's getting stimulated. Too. Oh no no no! I'm no, I don't do that. She on can't top. be on top. Yeah, okay. these thighs don't stretch out that far. Like I can't ride. I need like seven pillows. <laughs> yeah. it's, okay, it's, it's tough. Okay, <laughs> but there's also like scissoring or like spooning or um, what is that one? I think it's the camel position or whatever. Where those also still provide a certain level of stimulation to the clitoris during penetration without necessarily you assisting the matter. So. Wow. Yeah. There's so much information. Oh, yeah. I had stuff written on my paper, but we're not even... Okay. <laughs> she has a P- she's getting a PhD in this shit. Though. I am. Man, <laughs> this is crazy. Because uh, I think, uh, you know what, one one thing I, th- I think that um, I heard this today 
that another issue that I feel like we're taught to be sexually conservative. You know what I'm saying? Like we're taught to be like, oh, like the society man. like makes it feel make you feel like you know with with slut shaming with all of these ideas mm-hmm. of like what sex looks like. And if you become like this slut in the bedroom or like this dirty dirty bitch, right, or mm-hmm. whatever you want to consider it, if you do these things, it's mm-hmm. like that makes you a certain kind of woman. Oh yeah. You know, so. Oh, yes. We, so, again, going to school for this, we've had some very interesting conversations about essentially decolonizing the female sex and gender. because, And that's what they call it, is decolonizing. Because, really, if you trace back the idea of good girl versus bad girl, because you're allowed to be a freak, but you're only allowed to be a freak to one man for the rest of your life and only in his bedroom on his terms. And damn if you get off or not, that wasn't part of the deal. Yeah. That's where that really synthesized down to, right? And if you trace it back historically, it's all about the policing of women's bodies all the way back to colonization. Yeah. That, that's that's that mess. Um, but women are. And that's the thing, though, is it's very dichotomous in this country especially. And so on one hand, we slut shame. And we question women who have been assaulted and accuse them. Well, what did you do? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and you're not supposed to be you're supposed to be very ladylike and ladylike's the equivalent of, you know, cross your legs, dress a certain way, dress a certain way, skirt shouldn't be that short. You're asking for it. Oh, yeah. Bullshit. Ass. Oh, yeah. You, you have to present yourself in a certain way so that you are not making them want you. But men can all... run along the beach with their shirt off and that's not a problem. Oh, absolutely. You know, Absolutely. Because we would never be, like, big enough to be physically aggressive enough to do anything to them. On the flip side, though, if you look at how hypersexualized, like, brown paper bag style this country is, though, with the expectations that you are supposed to be hypersexual at the drop of a dime, you're supposed to be able to flip from, you know, June Cleaver to Nicki Minaj in 30 seconds and then perform, like, you know, one of Chris Brown's pole dancers. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's hyper unrealistic. So what do you what how do you explore? You know, with this with this mindset. I mean, outside of I guess getting a sex therapist is that like the only way to like? No, it's the one I would always recommend, of course, <laughs> <Obviously>. because that's <laughs> and what you I in do. particular. Oh, of course, of course, <laughs> come see me. Um, I mean, there are ways in which you know, again, just taking the time for you, really questioning if you like a thing or not. Are you willing to try it out or not? And then going through with it, right? And I understand contextually that that's not easy for everybody because they don't always have access to that, you know, for a variety of reasons, former trauma, um, current trauma, uh, current relationships or whatever, maybe don't allow for those things. So I completely respect that. And if you have access to it, if you have access start figuring some of that stuff out i do a whole exercise around like yes no maybe like yeah that sounds really good i'd be willing to give that a shot maybe maybe i would be willing to give a shot maybe it sounds interesting and no that's absolutely a hell no like you can't choke me i'm so sorry for you if you want to choke somebody you you might want to go find the next chick because that's my hard line right so I, when 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 I look at our relationship mm-hmm. and and sex or I don't want to say lack of sex, but just her un her 
her lack of desire for sex. Mm -hmm. You know, she's picked up a lot of different habits over the last couple of years, good habits, right? So she's she's taught herself how to meditate. She's taught herself how to write every single day. Right. And somebody that doesn't go to the gym often, and then they start to go to the gym, right? They, they go to the gym, and mm -hmm. they're like, at first it sucks, but then eventually they build that habit. Right. I, I Is sex, can you look at sex the same way where it's like, you make time for these things, right? Mm -hmm. So you make time to go to the gym, you make time to meditate, you make time to do all these other things, work, whatever it is. Right. But if you don't mentally make time and make a commitment to say, you know what, I'm going to work on sex. Mm -hmm. Is that, I mean, can you look at sex almost in that same way? I would broaden the lens a little bit on that one and say I'm making time for my relationship mm -hmm. and not the act of sex in itself right. precisely i'm going to make time for my relationship to foster a sense of connectivity and intimacy if sex happens in that space cool if not like we're still contributing to the health and well-being of our relationship mm. and making that part more habitual in terms of that space and um, access. Mm -hmm. Now, what could that look like? I mean, I have couples like literally sit down and look at your schedule and, you know, maybe on a day to day basis, you can only allot 10 or 15 minutes to sit down and spend some time with each other. And maybe it's about talking to each other. Sometimes maybe it's about not talking. And so you want to just like snuggle. Maybe it is about touching. Maybe it's about mm -hmm. like intimate, but not sexual touching maybe it does become about sexual touching maybe it's i just want to sit and make out with you for 20 minutes or some shit um there's always permission for sex to exist and there's always permission for sex to not be on the menu that night because it goes back to that whole idea if i can't say no to you i really can't say yes to you right, right? so it's more like did we create space for our relationship to just be our relationship in whatever organic form it wants to take gotcha now how does one deal with because like me I'm very standoffish anyway mm -hmm. just like we, we wasn't a huge hugging family growing up she I just does don't, not like when I come up and randomly hug I her. just don't like, like <laughs> okay I don't like the I like my space you know what I mean like I've sure. always been one of them kind of people that just like my space and he's like a little cuddle bunny you know what I'm saying mm -hmm. he always wants to lay if I'm on one side of the couch and me I'm one of the type of people where if you're on that side of the couch I'm gonna sit on this side of the couch like I'm gonna sit right. on the opposite side I need my space <laughs> right but that to him is like, oh, I have enough space to lay down now. And so mm -hmm. he'll lay and get right up under me. And I don't. That's so sweet. And I don't like make a big deal out of it because I know it's something he <laughs> needs. Like... But my skin sometimes will be crawling. Like I'll be like, the fuck? Like all this couch space. You know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? And this is where you want to be. And like even last mm -hmm. night in the bed. And then he, then he makes me like, okay, so we're in the bed. Mm -hmm. And he's like trying to snuggle up on me. And I mm -hmm. have like a sliver of bed left. So I'm about to fall out the bed, and I'm like, could you scoot over? He's like, I just wanted to be next to you. And I'm like, Aww. bro, I'm about to fall out the bed. Like, yeah. it's but she, cool if she if wasn't you... running from me, she wouldn't be falling out the bed. <laughs> 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 if, she would, if she would come and cuddle. Sure. <laughs> I, and she doesn't, I try many times throughout the night to try to cuddle. You know, I, mm -hmm. I, I, I like just rub my face into her shoulder or something. Mm -hmm. and, and then eventually I just give up. First just, of all, he <laughs> snores. Okay. Not okay. when I'm cuddling. So, not yet. But when you get comfortable <laughs> in your cuddle, 
it just becomes this roaring loudness. It gets louder and louder. Okay. The more comfortable he gets, the louder it gets. Gotcha. Yeah. So that's first off. That's not the only reason, though. I just really don't like to be touched. Right. Uh, <laughs> but aside what kind of marriage are they giving? I don't want to be touched. But aside from that, and that's why that's why she's here. Okay. That's why Karen is Aww. right here. That's why we're talking about this. That's why I'm willing to sign up. All right. <laughs> now listen. I want to work through this shit too. Goddammit. I'm right. tired of not being touched. Look. Right. But it it literally is just a feeling for me it's hard to Mm -hmm. so how what are some ways that I can lean into that more and just more on a and I don't want to say on a more of a sense of like what can I physically do Mm -hmm. but on a mental space of like how can I start to ease into that and help my my mind accept that more where I'm not being so standoffish I would almost suggest a thing where like you slowly build up to it right like he came and laid up under you how long before your skin crawls Almost instantaneously. (laughs) (laughs) But that's anything. That's not just him. That's the kids. Sure. That's the dogs. Like, I'm I'm the kind of person that'll kick a dog. You know what I'm saying? Like, get out, get get your ass out of here. Like, I'm that kind of. Okay. Yeah, I'm very. But I've gotten so much better. Let's just put that out there. I'm not saying you haven't. (laughs) I've gotten so much better with it to a point where I can allow it to happen. Sure. And not move before I would like. Flange. Get up. Okay. No, I would like move. Oh, I would just move. Okay. You want this space? It's yours. Sure. I'm just going to relocate. Okay. So that I don't have to deal with it. Okay. I don't move anymore. I deal okay. with it. So how do I deal with it internally now where it's not such an issue? I mean, part of that would be what about that upsets you, bothers you, makes your skin crawl so much? It's, I don't know. I, exactly. But what happens for you in that moment? Like your skin crawls, what's happening in your mind, what's happening in your body? You know, <clears throat> some of it sounds like an anxiety piece. Some of it sounds a little um, clearly linked back to trauma. Again, and I would... It's almost like how do you learn to invite that in little by little and build on it like a scaffolding process? Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I would – if you were sitting in my office, I would sit there and ask, you know, like what's happening in your head? The second he lays down and your skin starts to crawl, what happens for you? What do you think? What do you feel? And start to dig when you started feeling those things and where that came from originally and how did it show up here and are there ways that we can at least soothe that in the moment in terms of do you feel safe do you feel okay how long can you take it you know and then can you do you feel like you can say no and that he'll respect your no that's a question yeah not i mean i i feel like he'll no, not really, actually. I feel like sometimes if I move or he'll take it, like, as a rejection of him, and that's not the case. It's mm-hmm. not that I am i don't want him next to me. Mm-hmm. It's that I don't want anyone next to me. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. It's not, because even with, like, my daughter, I've, I've had to make it a habit of allowing her to hug me mm-hmm. and for me to hug her back because she's such an affectionate kid. Mm-hmm. And I know that if I deny her of that, I'm basically creating another me in this okay. world mm-hmm. that will be standoffish in that way, mm-hmm. you know? So I embrace her hugs and I give them back to her and I tell her, you know, I love you when she tells it to me and I just mm-hmm. really cuddle her. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've had to actively work on that since she's been born. Right. 
you know, now she's 18. So it's 18 years of doing that mm-hmm. with him. It's, it's just almost as if I'm like, you're being too needy. Like, that's <laughs> how I look at it. It's like, dude, why is that how you look at it? I don't know. I don't, I haven't explored why I look at it that way. I just feel, I just know that sometimes, it's not all the times. Now, mm-hmm. don't get me wrong. Sometimes we embrace each other. Well, I'm not just walking around the house like, don't fucking touch me. Like, I'm not. I didn't say don't that. Envision I don't envision that. Think I don't want that. the listeners no. to envision that this yeah. is just like a war zone. I try, I try <laughs> to cuddle with her and she, in her head. She's like, he's a bitch. Get, <laughs> little bitch, get up. <laughs> it's not a war zone. But he'll come and he'll like, like we'll see each other. And, mm-hmm. and, and I, I guess I've given him cues at this point where he's like oh this could be a hug right okay. and he'll go for it okay. and then it becomes a hug and I'll okay. embrace it but sometimes he'll be like oh come here and I just be like why are you touching me like this is like, are there any forms of physical touch you're okay with uh holding hands sometimes like if we're walking mm-hmm. I can hold his hand and be okay with that and not feel like mm-hmm. um this is odd yeah holding okay. hands is not an issue for me at all we do that Okay. When we're out. Okay. Yeah. Sometimes. A lot of the times. I mean, most of the times we got phones or some shit in our hands where we're just preoccupied. But if we're like walking somewhere in a nice space or something, I will mm. hold his hand. Like that's okay. that's something I'm. Have willing you ever to do. considered just sitting on the couch and instead of him laying on you, be like, you can come hold my hand for a little bit? No, I haven't actually. I mean, that could be a thing to start with, right? Like, you invite him to just come sit next to you without being up on you or up under you and hold your hand for a little while instead. So what advice do you have for him with, the, like, like what could you do? <laughs> How could you let him know that, like, this space is is hers until she invites you? Is that kind of what you're saying? I mean, part of it is until you invite him. Part of it is you, you know, him being able to maybe learn to ask and learning to self-soothe that it's not personal to him, right? And maybe asking for other ways of an affirmation almost. Like if she doesn't want to touch you in that moment, is there something else that would still make you feel connected to her or feel good and validated and affirmed in a way that, she still loves you, but she just doesn't want to touch you right now. Does that make sense? Yeah. <clears throat> I don't know what those things would be. Um, she does a pretty good job. I mean, I I understand mm-hmm. her also, so it's it's a little. I, I don't I don't today I don't necessarily I don't feel invalidated mm-hmm. with the lack of touch. Um, that's good. In the past, I did, but that's also because I was a lot more insecure with myself. Okay. Um, today, if she was, I don't know. I don't. I don't really take that much offense to lack of touch nowadays. I don't think he's immune to it. That saddens me. You know what I mean? It's I don't. Like... I don't think it's immune. I think it's. I think I, it's. I think it's understanding. I yeah. think it's just more. I understand you, and I'm not. I don't take. A, I don't take offense to it because I know that you're not trying to offend me. Yeah. Right. That it's and and I know that you have your own ways of showing that you care and you do right i mean when you when it just when we talk and when you when you do little things like make remember to buy my deodorant or buy soap <laughs> right i mean there are things that you you do show consideration in many other ways and see that's the other piece of that too and i'm so glad you brought that up is 
not to say that you working towards a thing, especially if it matters to you and you have investment in it, that's very important, right? But I think it's also really great that you recognize there are other ways in which she shows she cares about you mm-hmm. that maybe don't necessarily match what you're looking for, but you still recognize them as valid at times. Right. And that she's still communicating mm-hmm. consideration and care, right? Because too often I will see people like, but you didn't do it in the way I wanted, thus means you don't care. Right. And that's really hard because then it negates all the other attempts in the other ways that right. they do try to demonstrate, you know, love and care and consideration for somebody. Yeah. Because yeah. she does, I mean, like, I forgot what it was. I mean, it's <coughs> really small that you might not even think you're doing it, right? But that's how I read it. It's when you you go to the store and you remember to pick up something that I just, I may have mentioned two weeks ago. Yeah. Right, it's those kind of things, or even when you left a little note in the quarter from my eight days, seven days clean, He's or whatever. Been, <laughs> uh, taking a, a, a smoke break, and uh, I've been joking. I've been like, I'm clean. Days. So she left a quarter and said, "Here's your coin for being clean for, Aww. you know." But and it's but it's those Aww. little things, and it's like, but and and I recognize that. So I don't, and and I don't, I'm I don't feel like I'm lacking sex. So I don't want you to think that it's I don't don't think that you know would i like more yeah i mean more is good more is good but i always feel like if we get to that two week mark i'm like damn and then and then for the rest of the two like two weeks into a month and like now i'm like really hard on myself about it because it's not happening why and it's like because i'm just like i should be doing this and i have that idea of i should be doing and then i'll i'll feel not only will I feel bad about not doing it, but then I'll have a hard time initiating it. Mm-hmm. So now it's like the further out it gets, mm-hmm. I'm expecting him to do it. And then mm-hmm. it's like if he does it at the wrong time when I'm not really in the mood for it, now I'm like, mm-hmm. do I reject him or do I just accept it? It's like this world, basically, do you take Blue Cross Blue Shield? Is what this whole conversation is. I mean, yes, I do. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. Because uh, I absolutely need a sex therapist. Like, I feel I, I'm at that place where I want to be more, not only just for him, but for mm-hmm. myself. Like, I want to be more for myself. I want to feel the wholeness of, of all of me. Like, I feel mm-hmm. like I've done a lot of mental work in, mm-hmm. in my space up here. So I have much more clarity about my traumas and issues there. But yeah. my body is still disconnected in so many ways. Mm-hmm. And I feel it show up when I get angry or when certain things happen, the tension and the tightness that goes mm-hmm. or the zips and energy that goes throughout my body. And I'll mm-hmm. be like, oh, shit, this is still a disconnect. So even mm-hmm. though I know what I need to do or I know what's right, mm-hmm. my body is still not not there yet. Not there yet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's that's hard. Yeah. And for me, it's just, I, I look at it as it could only get better. Well, I mean, as long as you're not <laughs> in a place so of complaining. So <laughs> as long as you're not coming from a place of petty. complaining, then there you go. Petty. Right. No, I wasn't petty. It's, no, it's okay. Because don't, don't women it. hit 40, and when they hit 40, they get their sexual, don't their sex, sexuality kind of? Sexual peak, actually, so. Their sexuality. They learn what that is. Their sex drive kind of increases. Is that a thing? Um. So if you buy into evolutionary biology, it's actually after 30, there's the push from 30 to about 35. Oh, shit. We, oh, missed, shit. we missed that window. And that, well, <laughs> we it, it, I mean, it, it ranges, but the old evolutionary biology thought was that, you know, a woman's fertility is going to start to drop off after 30, right? And by the time you hit 35, I think it drops off by like 70%. 
So the idea is the body's like, you need to hurry up and get pregnant if we're going to do this. So we're going to pump all these hormones out to make you want to have sex so that you hurry up and impregnate. Gotcha. So it's almost like this thing that's built into us, supposedly, that pushes where that's why we peak sexually in our 30s. Is more about the body's last bid to try and hurry nope, up and have a baby. Now, if you had children already, though, if you've already had, does the body know? Like, oh, she's had kids. We can, we can I cut mean, off. there's still the whole, like, we're going out of business sale. So. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's still a thing. Um, and I mean, it's contextualized because clearly we're living much longer and yeah. staying healthier and viable and able to have children longer. Um, but then, you know, you hit around 40 and it's going to start to flag a bit because that's now the push into menopause. menopause right. So then it's going to dip for a bit again until you get on the other side. And I've read a lot of anecdotal studies around, you know, once you hit that other side of menopause, it comes back again mm. and it's better. So what, what, you, what, what, what age is that? Like, is that like though, 60? How does it... Is that like, so I have to wait till 60? Not necessarily. When is menopause? It depends for everybody. Ballpark? Ballpark. Uh, it can start anywhere between like 40, 45, 50. And then last, you know, anywhere from like a year to 10 years, depending. Mm. So I'm going to wait like eight, eight to... We're having <laughs> sex, though, so it may just not be daily, which is obsessive anyway. I'm just messing anyway. with you. That's insane. I mean, then again, like I said... My parents have been screwing like rabbits for 44 years. My mom went through menopause for a decade, but they still got it in. So Man, that's awesome. It's almost know. like a habit, though. So, it's like you have a habit of doing it or or or. Well, the way she giggled it. over her birthday lunch last week, I don't think it's just habit. I think there's some. <laughs> there, there's way more there. That's so cool, though. They a couple freaks. That is so cool. And, that, and then their daughters. Their daughters. Sex daughters sex I mean, yeah, <laughs> but we don't talk about that. That's oh, that's interesting. <laughs> so, what what can I do to to incur? I mean, obviously, I don't want to put it as an encouraged sex, but is there anything that I can do on my side to clean up the damn avocado? Mm. For starts, <laughs> <laughs> I knew that was coming somewhere. But is there anything that I can do that can kind of make it easier for her to want to be more engaging? Or is this all kind of like an individual self type exploration? No, it's actually not, but it would be about the two of you really kind of talking around like what makes her more comfortable or, you know, like in the case of when we were talking about the towel, right? Mm -hmm. If she can be comfortable doing that, you know, she's not there where she can initiate sex yet, but hey, right. I'm I'm willing to come up and maybe be a little flirtatious. Um, kind of reinforce that. Reinforce it. Look out for it, you right. know, so that way it doesn't fly over the radar next time. And um, maybe check in with her about other things she is comfortable with so that, again, you know that those are her bids to be some type of way with you, whether mm-hmm. it's to be sexual, to be intimate. You know, I'm not willing to be touched, but can can we hold hands for a little while? Is that okay? Um, I'm willing to come upstairs in a town and play a little peekaboo, but I'm also not feeling really sexual right now. So, like, maybe hit me back in an hour or two. Mm-hmm. So it's more about like, can you 
the the understanding I, I get the feeling that you've come to this relationship with for a while now in terms of how you two are can you continue to practice that and then check in with her about like how specifically in different instances you can help with that right mm-hmm. yeah. okay maybe co-create a language for just the two of you around it that's comfortable until you're more comfortable talking about certain things are a lot of married couples um I mean you mentioned before that you just get most people get complacent yeah. <clears throat> do do a lot of married couples and and obviously if they're coming to see you then there's a there's a willingness to try yes um what's that success rate like I've had a pretty I I couldn't put numbers to it but I've had excuse me most couples leave because they've hit that mark okay. or they at least start to um taper off because they've hit and the thing is the goal they come in with isn't necessarily the outcome that they leave with too which is really interesting i'll have a lot of people come in and one of them's complaining i want more sex it's not necessarily underneath it that they want more sex i will often see and not every time sometimes it is more because it's been just that damn long But sometimes it's really more about, like, I just want to connect with you. I want to feel like I matter to you. I want to feel like this matters to you. And so when you start to control for all the other things around emotional connectivity, around physical intimacy, whether it's sexual or non-sexual, and enhance the overall quality of the relationship, turns out, like, I'm okay having the same amount of sex I was having before because the quality of the sex is better, because the quality of our relationship is better. So I don't necessarily need more. And that's interesting because, like, in the past, I was Mm -hmm. very much, like, demanding of sex. Mm -hmm. Today, I'm not so much. And a lot of that has to do with because I think our connection is much different today. Mm -hmm. And and because I do recognize other areas Mm -hmm. of gratitude and and validation. You know, Mm -hmm. I recognize those other areas, and we connect in different ways. It might not be traditional, Mm -hmm. but... Um, I actually, I, I don't really bug out about not having a lot of sex. I might talk shit, but that's just because <laughs> I talk shit. Sure. But I really don't care that much. And it's not, um, not that I don't find you sex, sexual, because you are. I mean, you're sexy. But, oh, I know what I'm saying. <laughs> but <laughs> it's not, yes. it's definitely not, I don't have the attitude anymore of I'm lacking. Or like it's. Mm-hmm. You know, like it's an inadequate amount of sex or anything like mm-hmm. that. I don't have that same attitude. And you know, and when he says that, like, it's not that I don't find you sexy. That's what's interesting <clears throat> to me about my lack of uh, initiating or just my thoughts around sex in general. Because I find myself very sexy. Mm-hmm. Like when I'm putting on my clothes, I'll you know, if mm-hmm. I just have on a, a bra and a thong, mm-hmm. like I'll look at myself, mm-hmm. my butt in the mirror. I'll like look at like, and I'll, I'll just. Yeah. Like adore myself for Good. a second, you know, so I have that, but it's just still this disconnect mm-hmm. with the body and the mind. You know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. like the mind can see me to be sexy, but then the body itself is just like not there. yet. Not there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just I don't know. Mm-hmm. There is a there's a book I have not read yet, um, but I've heard amazing things about it called The Body Keeps the Score. And it has a lot to do with that disconnect you're talking about and all of the things that start to disconnect us from our bodies um, because of hurts and and perceived um, 
pains and and traumas that disconnect us from our bodies yeah. and and cause that separation and like I said, I haven't read it, so I'm hesitant to bring it up, but I've heard amazing things about it from lots of people in the field, lots of people who have read it that are clients. So. Mm-hmm. Wow. I'm going to definitely check that out um, for sure. Mm-hmm. And I am so happy that you joined us today. This is we're into we're hitting into an hour. So um, we got to wrap up here. But I do have another question sure. before we end. I've always been curious about sexually promiscuous women, like women that can just have sex. And I, I just I've always been like, man, that'd be so cool if I was just able to fuck. Right. But okay. I'm not that kind of like I've never been <laughs> that kind of woman. Like I've never, ever been able to just like have sex with a dude and not give a fuck and then have sex with this guy and just mm-hmm. not care. And have like I've always been like, do you love me? OK. You know, it's sure. like, <laughs> well, that could just be who you are and that's OK. But like what goes into the psyche of a woman that could do that? I'm just so interested in how they process sexual relationships because it's, it's, it's sex for the sake of sex. So it's more of like a sex An activity. It, yeah, it's a, I mean, exactly in the way that we typicize that men have perceived sex. I'm mm-hmm. going to go in. I'm a bust a night. It's probably going to be fun, but if not, i got to nut off anyways. There are women that can view sex just like that. And see, I'm so masculine. So for me not to view sex like that is interesting. It's like I'm masculine in so many ways, but when it comes to sex, I'm like, just a little girl, don't do that. But gender's super fluid in how we express it anyways, right? Yeah, true. So just because other parts of you are masculine, that part wasn't. Uh Yeah, doesn't mean all of you is or isn't but no i think that there's plenty of women that can go in and enjoy sex for the sake of sex and not have to have an attachment they don't need that emotional component they're okay with it being exactly that surface level i'm I'm gonna have some fun real quick and get mine and i'll holla or not if you were bad <laughs> clearly we see how you um work it uh, i didn't say that was me <laughs> i'm gonna listen back to this and be like what <laughs> what, were we, what were we talking about and i'm gonna make sure to forward it to my mom uh, <laughs> <laughs> you have to let me know what she says. Oh God, she's probably gonna disown me. Uh, like, well, don't be on there talking about what I'm willing to not do. And <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, I'm probably gonna mouthful because she's super Christian. So this is <laughs> super, super Christian. And yeah, you, interesting. It, the history of Christianity just left out all the freaky shit they did. Go ahead and investigate that stuff sometimes. Oh, God. That's a a whole nother hour of conversation. That's way more. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Uh, We're definitely going to have you back on. I think I'm going to have you back on for Be Less Petty about health because I do feel like... um, Sexual health? Yeah, it's a part of that. Like, it's a part of that. And just even the whole woman touching her body and just learning how to, because I've read that on several blogs and I've mm-hmm. read a lot of magazines about that, how important it is for us to know and what we like and how to own mm-hmm. parts of our body. You know, because mm-hmm. men, they fucking jag off and know exactly how to make themselves. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, they like, you know, the, daily. They know exactly what mm-hmm. to do. But with women, it's just like this foreign area, like private well, you weren't area supposed that you don't. to. That's not ladylike. 
I wanted to buy our I wanted to buy our daughters vibrators. I told Mike that why not? You never told me that. I I didn't tell you that. No. Oh, I want to buy our daughters vibrators. <laughs> <laughs> so by the way, I, because I feel like I really do feel like it's important mm-hmm. to to make them comfortable mm-hmm. with themselves. It's, I don't know if I necessarily would be okay if I heard a vibrator going off in my daughter's room if I'm like, oh, she's, she's getting so it in. She, she better put on this Keith Sweat we was talking about earlier <laughs> real quick so you <laughs> so can't, I can't hear, hear it. it. There would be like little Dirk or something. I don't know what they listen mm. to now. I don't think it would be Keith Sweat though. Yachty or, or something. something. Yeah, one of, the littles, one of the littles they would have oh to put God. <laughs> But I really did think that I, that would be a good thing to do for them. Yes. I mean, they're turning, they're about to be 18. It's like, mm-hmm. you're going to have to explore this part of your body at some point. Why mm-hmm. not know that it's approved by your parents mm-hmm. to be explorative with your body because mm-hmm. I want you to know your body and I don't want them to be as insecure around sex that I am because I feel like I've been in a lot of unhealthy sexual relationships because mm-hmm. of that with with guys and I've just allowed that to be whatever it was because I didn't know yeah. what it should be for yeah. me, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. I think it's really important for women to go out and have vibrators early on and get real proper sex sex education and to be able to know what gets them off so then they can demand that too like part of being a good girl was you didn't ask to get yours and so he got his and you got stuck and I always thought that was bullshit like if I get mine you can't have yours I'm so sorry for you yeah so I think good for you and I highly encourage that we just had this conversation I have a classmate who's doing the same thing for her daughters yeah so I agree. Yes. We're getting them vibrators for Christmas. Cool. That's fine. I highly recommend a rabbit. Ra- yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just saying. Rabbit. Yeah. What about the bullet? The bullet is a little... I mean, the bullet's cool. It's a little more portable. Clitoral only. They've enhanced it where it has multiple speeds now, so it maybe won't burn But the rabbit clit. is the one that sticks in and uh-huh. do... That's, and yeah, it that's looks like a bunny. for me. That's probably why I've never. <laughs> I'd be like, oh, I don't want to. I don't want to do um, that. Um, actually, you know what? We vibe has a couple of really nice ones, and they're made with a really good like medical. We bought grade. a We vibe. Oh yeah, the um, mobile that was app the one. one that you can use the mobile app. Yeah, yeah we tried it once. It we never. And then we just kind of put it up. Well, they tried it once. We was like, oh yeah, that's how that works. <laughs> 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 oh my god. <laughs> well, We vibe and, and Lilo both have like medical grade materials going into making their vibrators and stuff so not trying to plug a brand yeah that's why they're three hundred dollar vibrators i mean but oh yeah we spent the night we spent that we spent a couple hundred dollars on that vibrator i know i know i have a bunch of wee vibes at home wow because they're really good shit a bunch of wee vibes Mm -hmm. and some other stuff (laughs) so what there's a there's a rabbit at home too though so what are some things that we should we should get that will make us more sexually explorative that would be Probably first with me counseling, but aside from that, <laughs> let's, let's start with yourself. <laughs> I don't necessarily know that you have to buy a thing. Yeah. Oh. I don't think it's about buying a thing. I think it's about allowing yourself permission and space and time to do those things and yeah. being gentle with yourself and being patient with yourself mm-hmm. until you get there. Because every little step in a direction forward is still a fucking step in a direction forward anyway. So, yeah. And you have a patient husband. That's that capitalistic mentality of like, I have to buy something to make this better. There is (laughs) nothing you can buy that's going to change that for you. 
which is true because when we bought the we vibe mm-hmm. we had all this dialogue around it in the store mm-hmm. and it was like oh now when i'm like driving i can like have it on and you can like do this the, the mm-hmm. thing and shit and then i was like i'm not fucking driving with this thing in my vagina like afterwards it was like so much rejection towards it and i think just because we don't even know where it is in in my mind <laughs> like at the time when we were in the store and we're looking mm-hmm. at all this stuff it's like in the moment yeah it, it felt sure. like I could be this woman. Mm-hmm. But then when I left was the reality of, no, Kelly, you're it's this It's probably woman. like buying anything. It's like you're in the store and you have all these grand ideas and when you buy it, it's like, uh, if you're mentally not there. Yeah. That, yeah, if you're mentally not there. Right. I mean, it's one hell of a way to beat road rage, though. <laughs> Stuck in traffic, <laughs> Chicago traffic and all, and you could just be sitting right, there with a like, damn vibrator. Honey, like, honey, start vibrating. <laughs> right? Like, I got, I got some time to kill, dude. We could go ahead and nail a couple of these. <laughs> So maybe that should be my first step of trying to please myself while driving because I do have road rage. No, don't do it while driving. If it, no, 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 no. I mean, like, there are it's lots of people that can successfully masturbate while they're driving. I've seen it, so I know this is a thing, and I don't necessarily recommend it only because, uh, God forbid, you find a really good spot, you have to figure out how to drive and fi- finish that off in some capacity. So, like, that's a lot to manage. Okay. Yeah, I didn't think about it from that perspective. Right. So maybe find that spot at home, and when you get comfortable with that spot, then you can go do it while you're graduate driving. To driving. But just graduate don't tell to driving. Right. Just don't tell anybody I told you that was okay. Yeah, <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm not going <laughs> to tell anybody. I'm just going to post this podcast and right. hear you say it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, thank you so much, like I said, for coming in today. Like this, oh, thank you, this guys. This was very helpful in so many ways for me. I mean, okay. I really, really did take a lot away from this particular episode um so thank you guys uh thank karen thank you uh, mike, uh, mike. <laughs> i didn't give i didn't give a good uh, pass off to that i just pointed Aww. at you like say some shit um <laughs> i don't even know if i said the outro anyways thank you guys so much for tuning in to be less petty uh, about relationships with sex with karen washington and i've been your host kelly howard and the amazing co-host mike jew we out peace a very special thank you to Lisa Beasley, our producer with She Funny, as well as Teresa Stewart. Her company is Colored. She's responsible for all of our new branding and design and cards against humanity for this donated studio space.